Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What are you, Where do you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Everyone, hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm very excited to welcome my guest very soon. But first, I must chat with Tony Thaxon and find out what happened, what's been happening. I am off my game today, <laughs> and I'm going to leave that in because I want the people to know it has been a, over a year of living in my home, of pretty much wearing very loose pants and Zoom tops. Sometimes I put on makeup, I rarely wear a bra, and I'm losing my mind. Even though I'm a person who enjoys being home, but I have forgotten how to host a show. Something like one of the few skills I possess or did possess. Anyway, Tony Thaxton, producer Tony Thaxton, how's it going? It's going all right. You sent me into a panic at first when you said to find out what happened. I, I know. Like, well, what I did happen? yeah. I be, that that's what started my spiral because I'm like, wait, yes. no. What I really meant was just to find out what's been going on with you since we last talked. Oh. But I made it sound like there was some, you know, caper. We had to like, what's the latest in the Tony Thaxton <laughs> story? Which is yeah, not the case. You recovered quickly. It's it's fine. It just there was a moment of did panic. I? Yeah, you yeah. did. You got this. Thank been doing you. This a long time. Oh, Tony, you know what you're doing. The wind beneath my wings. We're, we're all we're all losing our damn minds, though. Can it's I... like I'm the same way. I I like my place, but not when I'm here every day, all day for a year. Yeah, over a year, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But I think pretty soon it will be time to reintegrate into society, and then, boy, will I feel insecure. Like yeah, every exchange you... will leave me wondering, did that, what, is that how I normally do that? Mm-hmm. So I'm already, I'm already there. And even, you know, I'm like, maybe, cause I'm, I'm, I guess basically a week away from hitting my full immunity, immunity. and, and I'm not, I'm not doing anything foolish, but you know, I've maybe like gone out a little here and there. And, uh, um, I just, those moments of like, I want to do something, but then sometimes when that moment comes to then actually do something, I'm like, it just seems exhausting and so overwhelming. Which yes. is like, all I've wanted to do is go and be somewhere. Right. And then now I kind of can. And it's like, oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I can. Well, I think it's because our, now there's all these extra concerns that go with doing just the slightest thing. So it's yeah. not just like a carefree going to visit a friend or something. Yeah, there's so much and extra it, thought you have to apply to. I I am finding that at least that's my excuse for why everything feels exhausting right now. Tony, can I tell you something disgusting that I just read about? Oh, I I 
guess. <laughs> I don't think I have a choice here, but... Uh... Do I need your consent to tell you something disgusting? <laughs> this is a question for... It is, for t- this is a very now kind of question. But anyway, okay. So I do not consider myself a hypochondriac. People assume that because I seem like someone who overthinks and worries and stuff, they assume I would be a hypochondriac, to which I say... I'm a little bit insulted. I'm not. However, you know when you're like talking to someone and you find out about some condition they may have and then you begin looking it up online and then you do become convinced you have it, which Mm -hmm. is not – it's not in character for me to do that. However, there's a girl I follow. She's been a guest on the show, Lindsay DeFranco, and she recently had surgery um, to fix – like she had her whole pelvic region kind of put back together because she had a prolapse after having kids. Um, and the more, and, and the recovery from surgery, she's been very open about it on Instagram. It's pretty intense and grueling. Um, mm. and, and uncomfortable. But hearing her talk about it has made me go like, Oh, I feel like I might one day be a candidate for this because after having two kids, just her description of some of the symptoms, I'm like, yeah, I think that I might have that too. So that's where my brain has been. So I've been looking up this whole prolapse of the area situation. Yeah. And naturally, it's like, well, how do they diagnose that? My my slight one, and I know as I'm telling this, I know that you either wish you were a woman so that it wouldn't feel uncomfortable to hear this or wish you were dead so you wouldn't have to hear this. But anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. The way, thank here. you. Thank you. I the, thought it was going to be much more gross the way you said it. Well, I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, never mind. <laughs> the way my slight situation was diagnosed by my, my, my old OB after I had my first kid was with a, she put a finger inside me and she's like, okay, now push as if you are going to the bathroom. And she's like, oh, there is a, a slight, you know, something, but it's slight. But anyway, so there's something called defecology where you like drink some kind of contrast and then you sit on a special toilet and you take a dump while they watch or take an x-ray or I don't know, like they watch what's happening inside you. That doesn't seem right. I know. That's my whole thing. Like you would really have to screw up your courage to or like I don't know what would happen to be able to to be able to like make a poopy <laughs> <laughs> to use the technical term yeah, in front of you. people in coats that would be so crazy um I don't know now I read this on some like I like medline.net or so you know not not a um not from JAMA the Journal of America whatever JAMA stands for not from a just from a you know where what am I trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm, letting you go. I'm melting down thinking about <laughs> shitting on a toilet in front of doctors. Um, what I'm trying to say is I don't know if this source was accurate. And I don't know how frequently that's what they – how they diagnose it. But oh my god. Yeah. I mean, uh, B, I've never heard of anything about this condition or anything. No. But my gut tells me that doctors don't sit and watch you take a shit. That's that's just what that's my that's what my gut's telling me. And your gut would know cuz that's what we're talking about. I yeah. know. I I've got to find out. I mean, I talked to Lindsay and she definitely didn't mention this. So I don't th- 
I wish that's what she led with. Yeah. I know. I have so many questions for if anyone out there has explored or experienced defecology. Either side. Maybe you're one of the doctors. Maybe uh, you manufacture the special toilet or the contrast or any of this. (laughs) I mean, really, it's kind of a colonoscopy. I mean, they're really like they're looking at your in inside plumbing. I don't, I, I don't know. I, it's like they're putting a tracker on your poop. Okay, enough of this. We have a lot of questions, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. However, if you know anything about this, you can reach me ariynbf show at gmail dot com. Tweet me at ariynbf, but follow my personal account uh, at Allison Rosen. Okay, I'm very, very excited to welcome our guest today. He was on the show back in 2014. He is a podcaster. He's a comedian. You know him from the very successful podcast, The Honeydew, which explores people's lowlights. Uh, also, before that, The Crab Feast. And he has two albums, very funny, available. You can go get them now. It is uh, Above Ground Pool and Get a Hold of Yourself. Please welcome back to the show, Ryan Sickler. All right. All right. Thank you for clapping me in. I appreciate that. Did you know that there's a whole small audience here? I clapping? did. You did. I did. You're, you're, yeah, you got a lot of best friends. <laughs> um, I also want to say appropriately to bring me in right after the shit talk, but I think you got your new OnlyFans. Yeah, I think you got your new OnlyFans, Allison. You should just let people watch. Your, I know what you were getting at. They weren't. They aren't watching you shit. They're watching what happens inside you shit. I'm guessing in another room. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, or are I, they actually watching you? Like, oh my hey, god! Allison. No, I think right. they're they've basically put dye in your body so that they can watch the the, the monitor, the path that the shit yes. takes to okay. make sure that it stays on course and doesn't veer off course. I'll bet you, if you and I just took poops that were just done digitally, watched, we would make more money than we've ever made in our entire fucking life. Why aren't we doing this? I'm on Patreon. My patrons deserve my poops. (laughs) (laughs) What do you... What do you colloquially call a duty? Like, growing up, what did you call it? Uh, Just shit or number two number two mm-hmm. okay in my house we called it pooey pooey <laughs> pooey <laughs> try to dress it up a little yeah bit. my nice. parents you know nowadays and you know because remind me your daughter is seven now six six yes, okay so nowadays there's an emphasis on calling everything by the proper terms like including the body parts mm. um but my parents and my dad is a doctor, uh, definitely had cute, cutesy names for everything. And I think maybe that's more what was done. Um, but yeah, it was pooey. <laughs> we had um this is this is I'm from Maryland, which is a touch southern, but um we called my parents growing up called P uh go TT. TT. Yeah, and I've heard people from the South say that they've they grew up with that as a T go TT. You gotta go TT. Do you ever uh, find yourself slipping into that? Hell no. Yeah. No, I've slipped into more pee than I have <laughs> using the term TT. I'm embarrassed to tell it's After everything I've said, it's surprising that the following embarrasses me, but I'm embarrassed to tell you what urine was called in my family because it makes, it's so ridiculous. What is it? The bookend to pooey. 
was pissy. Now, <laughs> pissy. They went not pee. No. They went pissy. Pissy. I, I think I feel like you've talked about I, that before. I think I, I've mentioned I, it before. That sounded weirdly familiar. And the thing is, pissy. I gotta go pissy. Yes, it's so <laughs> insane because it's like a vulgar term with a yeah. Y on it. Yeah, piss is just like I got to take a piss. It's yeah, a piss, and they're gonna dress that up. Yeah. It's whereas pee is kind of cute. That's I don't cute. know so why. So is poo. Poo's cute, and yeah. so is throwing the Y on poo. Right. Poo. But you can't dress piss up. No. You just can't. You I don't can't know why. I don't know why they, they went to pissy. But anyway, so be it. Uh, <laughs> Tony, yeah. what were these things called in, in the Thaxton house? We were pretty uh, standard and boring, I feel like. I think it was just poop and pee. Mm. So, like, really so nothing, much. You know, I, I think some. Me and my dad maybe, you know, would like to just be silly and, you know, like, call it, gotta take a tinkle or something occasionally, <laughs> you know, just to, like, act stupid to each other, you know, saying it uh, when it's too old to be calling it that. You know, right. Kind of thing. But, yeah, usually just poop or pee. I can usually go for take a, I don't say it, but hearing someone say they're going to take a whiz, I feel like, is a, a jaunty way of expressing that you need to empty your bladder. I had two brothers, and we also would say, I got to take a deuce. Deuce was a big yeah. one, too. It shifted from number two to deuce. Right. And then I also, and I don't host a show about poo. I just like to talk about it. Um, I, but I'm, I'm open to it. hosting that show. I also enjoy all the euphemisms, like restocking the pond with brown trout, dropping the kids off <laughs> Cool. I've never heard. Oh, you haven't? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing a tail. You've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Dropping the kids off at the pool. Right. Yeah. Snapping one off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm forgetting the other ones. Pinch a loaf. Yeah, that one's kind of gross to me. But um, use my. Uh, what was the other one? Something about something with a turd cutter. Something about a turd cutter. Yeah. 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 All right. Again, listeners, <laughs> if you want to share euphemisms with us, we are also open to hearing euphemisms. that. Um. Yeah, so well Ryan, done. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I do want to get into a lot of stuff, but first, I have to ask you something. Arguably more important than any of that. Recently on my show, we played a game where we tried to guess each other's favorite pasta shape. Mm. And we decided that it might reveal more about a person than their astrological sign, which really for me isn't saying much because I don't believe in in anything about... I like to look at my chart or my, uh, you know, blur, but I don't really believe in it. But still... I want to see if Tony and I can guess your favorite pasta. Do you have a favorite pasta? Um, I do. I do. Okay. Oh, and you have to give us a hint. That's how the game is played. Mm, okay. Let me be careful about this. So it did change. I will say this. When I was younger, it was rigatoni. Okay. Just so you, you get a feel for what I liked. Uh, but I would say it changed. And... Ah, God, I don't know how, what kind of hint. To get. This one's pretty, um, I would say in the pasta world, it's unique. How about that? Ooh. Ooh. All right. I'm going to take a wild, no. I was going to take a wild <laughs> swing and then I, then I choked. Tony, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I'm trying to remember all the different ones that we had that list of the other day. I'm, I'm 
Tony's the anti-Ryan. His favorite was macaroni, and his hint was, I'm from the Midwest. That's that's Tony. <laughs> They're a family of poop, pee, macaroni. They just straight <laughs> down the middle. So this is something, you said it's unique in the pasta world. Yes. Gosh. I believe. Oh, I have a guess, actually. Get it. Get it. Gnocchi. No, but that's a damn good guess. Thank you. Thank you. That's my a damn good second guess. guess was going to be, but I don't believe this is anyone's favorite, but my second guess was going to be Arecchiette. No. Because that's a kind of a bullshit pasta, but um, Tony, do you have a guess? I'll go uh, Tagliatelli since we left that out the other day. I'll give you one more hint. Um, okay. The nickname would be, this is an easier one to help you here. The nickname of this pasta also um, would be something you could wear to a formal event. <gasps> How about that? Farfalla. Boom. You got it. Yes. Bow tie pasta. Yeah. Jackie Johnson, that was her favorite. And her hint is was- Is that the same Jackie that had the fucking computer problem I had? Yes. Look how we're in sync. <laughs> I know. You guys sync. are on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of crazy coincidences- Okay, I have to tell you my crazy coincidence, and then we're going to dig into what you've been up to since we last talked, and I have a specific question uh, about the birth of your daughter. I know it was ages ago, but it was something that you mentioned last time, and I was like, ooh, I got to follow that up because, okay. Anyway, anyway, um, so my name, Allison Rosen, there are other Allison Rosens out there. And I know this because there is an Allison Rosen on the East Coast who receives email. Her email address is very similar to mine. So she gets emails for me a lot. Um, so, and she forwards them. So we've kind of struck up a friendship. So she recently forwarded an email to me and she said, um, for you, I assume. And I looked at it and it's actually not for me. And there's another guy's name. There's a, a someone else Rosen, a male Rosen that was CC'd on it. Um, and I, I said, not, not for me, actually. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, da-da-da. Uh, and then last night, I got a cameo request from the guy that was CC'd on the email. And he's like, my wife, if for anyone who doesn't know what cameo is, it's this. Are you on cameo, Ryan? I am not. Okay. I know what it is, but I'm not. It's like a service where people can, if, if they're a fan of yours, they can request a personalized video for a birthday or whatever. So anyway... I get this cameo request. My wife is also an Allison Rosen, and she's um, a big fan of yours, da, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. But it was that guy, and it, he, it was completely coincidental, because I went back to her. I'm like, oh, my, I don't even know if you're, if you're following what's happening. I'm with you, yes. Okay, because what I'm saying is there's something. This girl forwarded you an email. You're like, oh, actually, that one's not for me. And yeah. then she's like, oh, my bad. But you saw the guy's name in there. And then shortly after that, you're saying completely coincidentally yes. unrelated to the email. It turns out that his wife, up, his wife, Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen, it listens and it's making me realize so I'm going to need to finish this cameo before this airs. <laughs> That's going to happen today. Are there three Allison Rosens in this equation? Then? Yes. There's also you, mm -hmm. the one you befriended and his wife. Yes. And then there's a fourth. Yeah. There's a fourth named Allie Rosen, who's a chef. And she came on the show and I had another Allison Rosen call in just for the fun of it all. Yes. So I went back to the original well, I'm the original Allison Rosen, but I went back to the one who forwarded me, <laughs> me the email and I said, is there any way this 
mail Rosen knew that you had forwarded it to me, like thinking maybe that put me on his radar. And she said, no. So I'm telling you something crazy in the world of Alison Rosen. We're in a simulation. I think there's a glitch in the matrix. There's been a glitches. Have you ever met another Ryan Sickler? I've never met them, but they have reached out to me online and stuff. Several of them, yeah. And there's a whole Sicklerville in New Jersey. Oh, really? There's a lot of Sicklers out there. Yeah, there. There's more than I thought. I remember when I was a kid, we we would fly anywhere. Like if I went somewhere or I went to a different city, I would go back to a public phone. Remember when they had the big phone book at the bottom? Yeah. And I would just flip through real quick and see if there were any Sicklers in the town and see how like popular our name was before the internet and stuff. So there's more than I thought. So you're There's saying- at least three or four Ryan Sicklers have hit me up. So Sicklerville, is this a town called Sicklerville? Or you're saying- It is. Okay. I didn't know if you meant like there's a town called Sicklerville or you meant like there's so many Sicklers in this town. It's a Sicklerville. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, I guess there were, right? Yeah. I had an experience years ago where I went to get into, uh, I I was going to my seat on a plane and there was a woman sitting there and I'm like, oh, I think I have that seat. And I pulled out my boarding pass and I did have, we we both received the same boarding pass the same seat assignment and her name was also Allison Rosen. No. So yeah. So I don't know if she's one of the ones in here. I hope not because the thing is, so I ended up going to the flight attendant. They had made an error. They gave me a different one, da da da. But I was like, oh my God, we're name twins. And she really could not have cared less. <laughs> that crazy. Yes. That is crazy to me. If I was on a flight with another Ryan Sickler, I'd at least have a five minute chat. Exactly. At least. Exactly. Like, That's where what the I'm. Fuck s- y'all from? What are your brother's names? Yeah. And shit? What's this your is middle who we name got over here? Yeah, yeah. How do you spell it? Um. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and I've always wondered: Is she one of the other Allison Rosens in this story? Like I said, mm. I really hope not. Yeah, lady. Don't yeah. be excited now, bitch. Right. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I get carried away. Sometimes. No, it's it's okay. We we use salty language here. So <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan. Fill me in. When we last talked, it was late. It was like October 2014, and it was one week after you had your daughter, which is now that I, like I said, I've pushed out kids with such force that I might have to shit on a toilet in front of (laughs) someone. Yeah. Um, But now I know merely one week later, that's insane. But you were there doing a podcast. Wow, I can't believe I was. I probably wasn't sleeping at all. I remember that. Um, there was very little sleep. But since then, let's see. I'll tell you, oh, it went great. This is why I have a whole show called The Honeydew. I'm a single dad. Okay. But de- but devoted single dad. Yeah. Like, I've fought for 50% of that time, and I really want that time, and I love that time. There's nothing more I love than being a dad. So um, that's been great. Um my daughter's six now. We have such a great relationship. And I've been taking her fishing, like starting to do all that stuff you get to do as they get older and, and they can handle more responsibilities and things. And she's just super sweet. She wants to do a cooking show with me on YouTube. Oh. Um, 
I do. A, I have a web series I'm in production with right now with her brother, who's uh, it's her half brother, but that's her brother, 17. And he and I did a series called Learner's Permit where he needed his hours for driving. And I was like, well, I'm putting GoPros in the car. And I'm just <laughs> going to tell you stories and we'll learn about each other. So we did that. Um, but yeah, I, I've just I, I wanted a girl. I probably I, maybe I didn't say that before, but I wanted a girl. I was around brothers and cousins and boys all my life. I knew a girl would calm me down in a way that uh, a boy wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, and she says things. I'm just like, God, and it's just so simple. And I'm like, how have I never thought, like she said to me one time, she goes, dad, is there a, is there a final number? She <laughs> said that to me when she was like four. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever even fucking wondered that. I just said, that's, that's infinity, infinity and beyond buzz light year. I go, there is no final number. That's the definition of infinity, but I've never even had that fucking thought. Right. And she says so many intelligent things to me where I'm like, huh? You know, we were walking through the store yesterday and it was target or something. She's like, who do you think this is singing? And I was like, oh, it's kind of got like, uh, sounds like Taylor Swift a little bit to me. She's like, yeah, it's got Taylor Swift vibes. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> the six-year-old saying Taylor Swift vibes. <laughs> vibes. I love that. Like, who the fuck are you? Um, so I, um, yeah, we we live very close to one another. We go back and forth. Um, you know, it's been great. I just, I love it. I love it. Did you end up marrying her mom? Mm-mm. No. So how no, lo- we were we were engaged. Well, so it's a longer story. So we originally were together for two and a half years before my daughter was ever born. Mm-hmm. We split for two years. She started coming back around and wanted to get back together. It took a little bit of time for that. We did. We we're together for close to a year. We got engaged and then tried to start having a baby. Um, and it took three three times. It took three months, which I guess is good because I know some people take years, you know, and have to go through a lot of. My, my, I had I to my include my brother having to go through it. I had to include science, a lot of yeah. science. So, yeah. uh, so I was lucky, yeah. and we yeah. were also older, you know. Mm-hmm. So she had thought originally she might want to be married, but then she settled on be, at least being engaged first because she was already a single mom, had been there, done that, and the, we did. We were like, look, we, it could take two years to get pregnant, mm-hmm. or it could never happen, you know. So, um, yeah, it, we were engaged for. Well, we were engaged for a year and then she broke it off and then we split after that. Mm. So it's all my daughter's ever really known is going back and forth. Right. Was that hard for you? Oh my God. Yeah. It literally almost killed me. I had, I ended up um, with so many health issues from all the stress and anxiety and my whole body clotted. Um, My legs were like covered in bru- this i mean this isn't funny but it's, it's all okay. i can do is laugh at stuff but i go um and i first i, I end up with kidney stones which i oh had never God. had or anything and it it put me on the floor so i go in yeah. and then that started causing a series of health issues where i was watching star wars in the movie theater this is 20 december 2015 mm-hmm. and i'm rubbing my legs and i it feels like a topographical map through my jeans i'm like what this is weird i feel my oh. veins so a friend of mine says, hey, I think you're clotting. So I call the emergency room. They're like, you're clotting. You need to get here now. So I get there. They do all these tests. They can't figure out what it was um, at first. And then the next thing I know, I'm going undergoing six months of intense, like, you know, they're flushing my body and constantly bringing me back in. And they're 
the, then telling me that I may have lymphoma, leukemia, oh, and cancer, and I'm freaking out. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm I'm not only a new single dad, I'm a new dad. My daughter's a year old. Mm-hmm. I, I just looked at some videos the other night of her with her when she was one. And I, I was proud of myself. I'm like, man, how the fuck did you do that? How did yeah. you take that little tiny thing over there and do a good job? And I did. So I was proud of myself. But it took... The best part of it was um, when they finally found out, I ended up having a blood disease called factor five lighten, which people can live. You may actually have it now. And if you will never know unless it rears its ugly head. What's it called? Because that's a cool, cool sounding name. It's called factor five lighten. Factor five lighten. Yeah. Roman numeral V L E I D E N. And then there's factor eight which I learned and that's so factor five, I am thick blood. I'm prone mm. to clotting okay. factor eight, you're thin blood, which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I was at a point where I was laying in bed at night crying. I had this ch- pain in my chest and no one could help me. They, we, there's nothing wrong, nothing right. on the test. And I'm like, but I know something's wrong. I feel it. And I laid there and I gave myself up one night and I was like, this is it. It's going to happen. My dad died at 42. I'm exactly 42. Mm. It's not lost on me that he went through that. Uh I went through that. I'm repeating fucking childhood trauma. I get it. So I ended up basically just sort of passing out. I woke up and I was like, no more of this shit. And started therapy again. Started trying to figure out what the fuck this was. And um, this this oncologist figured it out for me. Uh, My Actually, my primary care physician did and then sent me to him. And he was like, dude, no primary care physician figures this out. Hmm, Right. And um, they gave me, he's like, here's my personal cell phone number. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, what? I go, do you understand that you're a goddamn cancer doctor, a blood cancer? And you just gave me your personal cell number to call you this weekend if I have any issues. Like, do you understand? This is the most scared. And this, by the way, it's the nicest thing anybody's ever done. I'm also the most scared I've ever fucking been. Are you telling me there's a chance? He's like, your numbers are really high. So they put me on blood thinners to just to get me back to normal, then took me off. Mm -hmm. Knock on wood, I've been fine ever since. But I remember going back in and his nurse was talking to me and she goes, how are you feeling? I'm like, I just, I'm relieved. I'm relieved that this isn't, you know. I just it just feels like there's a monkey off my back and I'm just glad to be done with it. And she goes, listen to me, go home and celebrate. And I laughed a little bit. You know, she goes, listen to me. And she looked at me. She goes, I'm serious every day. It is my job to tell people that, unfortunately, they have cancer. And today I got to tell you, you didn't. And I was like, whoa. And I just it hit me so hard that what a job she must have. And it was a moment for her. So I did. I made sure I, I could go celebrate. And I remember asking him. I go, hey, is this the end of me smoking marijuana? He goes, no. And I go, oh, you guys are cancer doctors. <laughs> so I said, do you smoke? And he goes, I'm legally not allowed to answer that. And I go, yeah, but you legally could have said no, bro. So, <laughs> and then he had a conversation with me about the healthiest way to smoke marijuana and all those things. Oh, what is so it? it? He said through the old school vaporizers, those vapor brother boxes with the long whip, mm-hmm. you know, he said you're heating it on one end with no butane, no chemicals, no nothing, just a heat source. And then it's indirect heat, like grilling your food versus mm-hmm. frying your food. And it's much easier and healthier. But they're not they're not convenient because you got to plug that thing in and then sit near it. Mm-hmm. That's if you know you're home for the night, you're just going to smoke out. That's so for how long did you think that you might have cancer? 
like a good month and a half. I, you know what? It's funny. I still have the voicemail saved from my doctor saying, got some good news and some bad news. And the bad news was we got some weird shit going on. You got to go get it looked at. Mm-hmm. He goes, now, look, I don't want you to freak out. I'm telling you to go to the oncologist. I'm like, listen, I'm not that smart, but I know what that is. And he's like, I know you know what it is. And I'm like, I'm already freaking out that I have to just go see one. Yeah. And then you're walking through these cancer wards and past these patients. And you're just like, oh, my God. And at the same time, I just lost my relationship. I just lost my daughter half the time Mm -hmm. of her life. You know, I'm freaking out about even though she's only three miles away, it feels like another universe over there. I don't know what's going on. She's one. She can't communicate like, hey, we did this and this and this and this today. Like she does now, you know, so right. it was it was so fucking hard and I really needed to to get right. And um, I just dove into therapy for a couple of years with that same therapist until she told me I was in a spot where I could go back out there. And like, I don't think you need to come anymore. I think you should take what we've learned and apply it to your life and get out there for a while. So I did that. Um Tried medication for a little bit, but at that time, it just, that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Meditation, I started journaling. I do the five-minute journal. I'm actually on my third one. I just started my third one recently because that book saved my life a few times. Just positive thinking um, and really trying to change everything about, you know, who I was. I, I just say on this, you know, today on my podcast, like there's, especially out here in this town, and this is for men and women, I want to be very clear. People will spend time on getting their hair fixed or being fixing baldness, their their faces, their lips, their abs, their ass, their everything. And they won't spend a fucking dime on going to therapy to fix who they are. Yep. It's amazing. So and, and, and if you fixed who you were, you wouldn't give a shit so much about your lips or your baldness or, you know, your ass or whatever the fuck it is. So... It's a backward uh, thing. And at that point, I couldn't care anymore about whether I, you know, was, you know, this or that. I just had to be healthy. I had to be there for my daughter and I had to be the best dad I could be. Because my father died at 16 and he was awesome. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to fucking lose, you know, I don't want her to be without a dad. So it was really... And and the other thing too, Allison, was that, and I learned through therapy too, I was doing everything to take care of my daughter and I wasn't doing anything to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't take care of me, there is no taking care of my daughter. So I had to remember uh, to put myself, you know, not first, but right there mm-hmm. as well, you know, so. It's interesting because when I talked to you in 2014, so before, before all this, um, I you you struck me as very you had been through some therapy at that point and you were very mm-hmm. self-aware and it sounded like you had a lot of uh realizations and you had kind of dealt with your shit especially with your relationship with your mom were you surprised to then find yourself back in therapy dealing with some stuff again no <laughs> i wasn't surprised at all you know i um look i think my goal in my life has been to no one's going to bat a thousand. I'm just trying to be a better person every day. I'd like to try to minimize the amount of mistakes I make. I, I'd like to minimize the amount of times I make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck, I did that again. Well, I only did it twice this year. Last year, I did it seven times. I'm trying to. And, and back to what you were saying. I, so if you talk to me six years ago, I was 42, 41, 42, mm-hmm. depending on when we did it. 
And 48 year old me is already a different person than 42 year old me was. So um, it doesn't surprise me that I'm back in therapy. I even started a, a new therapy when I when I uh, went on Drew's show. We talked. He came on mine. We talked about it, and he introduced me to EMDR therapy, which is a whole new different type of therapy mm-hmm. that I'd ever tried before. Before I was just always talk therapy. Um, and as you know, if you've been through enough, it's like dating. It was difficult mm-hmm. to find a good therapist at first. Yeah. You know, I've talked about the one guy I had. He was eating his food. I'm like. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm having dinner. I go, not on my dime. <laughs> you actually I'm said that? Like, yeah. And you know what? I stayed with him because I gave him one more chance. Ended up being one of the best therapists I ever had. Oh. I think he really appreciated being called out. Like, then then give yourself 50 minutes or an hour to eat. eat. Yeah. Don't do it in the middle. I mean, you're chewing an apple. You know how loud that shit is right now? <laughs> you can't hear what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah, my current therapist... <laughs> Is the first one where I and she's really encouraged me to like be honest and open with her if I be I mean, obviously, I'm like honest. I've been I believe I've been honest and open with every therapist I've had. But if they've said something that I didn't like or if it was, you know, something about my relationship with the therapist that I didn't share with them because that makes me uncomfortable. But with her, I actually have. Um, cause it's kind of been like a petri dish for just trying out, you know, working on a relationship with someone. And it's, I feel like I've grown a lot from it. It's gone really well. Cause of course it would. Cause like this is the perfect person to, to, you know, ask not to eat during your session or whatever. Come on. This is, I'm here for, I'm at, the, I'm at the bottom of the barrel right now and I'm desperate and I need help and you're going to chew. It's not even a Granny Smith, bro. Put that fucking thing down. Put it down. <laughs> what was it? It was just a red, like, gala apple. Oh. You know, See. Gala. I don't even know how you say that apple. I don't want to start anything. Red Delicious. But I like, oh, Red Delicious can fuck off. I like a gala. <laughs> you know what I think are overrated? Honeycrisp. Oh, definitely. wow. I'm, I'm a Honeycrisp, too. I like me a good Honeycrisp. I like me a good Red Delicious, too. Ain't nothing wrong with a Red Delicious. Everyone. Oh, Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp. This is <laughs> second coming. It's one of the best apple I've ever had. How can you? It's, just, it's, it's tough, but it's sweet, but it's this, but it's, it's, I have, like, I keep returning, much like with grape nuts, which no matter how many times I try them, they just taste like and feel like gravel. I can't appreciate. You're not wrong about that. Thank you. I don't You're see what I just don't get what's so great about Honeycrisp. I just don't. Um, Ryan, you yes. had COVID, yes? I did. And you told me that you lost your sense of smell and lost your sense of taste for like months after. Do you still I not still have it? I still can't. Really? I still can't. I can't smell a thing. Then I don't trust your apple opinions. <laughs> <laughs> this was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. I know. My apple research was done in 2019. <laughs> so you still, is that weird? It's getting, I'll tell you what. I, it hadn't bothered me for the longest time because my thought was, okay, you know, we all lived here. It was a cesspool out here and it yeah. was a death trap. And if you went into a hospital, you were told you're pretty much fucking going to die. And if you would have told me, hey, no smell and barely any taste for six months, but you don't have to set foot in a hospital during this crazy pandemic, I would have said, sign me up for that. Okay. That has been my thought process to, again, try to be positive about the whole thing. But the other night, I got an alert on the Citizen app 
that they were evacuating neighborhood because of a natural gas leak. I can't smell that. And oh, that's yeah. the first time I thought, oh, fuck, if we have a gas leak in the house or anything. And that was the first night I uh, and also oh no, there was two back to back. The next night, our smoke detector went off. I can't smell a fire. And this is like three o'clock in the morning. So, you know, it woke me up and I thought, fuck, I can't even smell smoke, mm-hmm. you know. So that was the first time. And that's probably a few weeks ago where I was like, all right, enough of this bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I need my smell back, you know. Do they think it'll come back? Do they have any idea? I don't know. They say six months. Um, I'm due for my uh, second um, Moderna shot tomorrow, mm-hmm. actually, at Dodger Stadium. And my brother who's a scientist and he works with the government doing, he actually, someone thinks I'm joking about this on my podcast, but my brother, he's like, I don't know if you want to say it like that. I go, but that's what you do, right? He goes, yeah, but they make Corona in a lab and suits and everything. And they study it, Mm -hmm. you know, they culture it, all that shit. And um, he said that he's heard that um, quite a few people after their second vaccine, get their smell back. So I'm kind of curious to see if that works. I tried the orange bulls, like all the hocus Mm -hmm. pocus, but. And it's just how are you feeling about the loss of taste? That one bothers me. I mean, I ha- I can feel spice. Mm-hmm. So I, if it's if it's hot and spicy, I'll eat it just because something's happening in my mouth. <laughs> just to feel alive. Yeah. Um, I can taste sweet. Mm-hmm. But as I've said, like all sweet tastes the same. I couldn't I couldn't tell you if I put it in my mouth other than knowing a texture so I could tell you what the food was. But if I was new to food, I wouldn't know what a, a chocolate chip from a you know, an ice cream taste. It was all, it all just mm. tastes the same. It's weird. Has it changed how you're eating? I mean, at first I was like, I should eat clean. And then I was like, who, and now I don't even give a shit. I mostly, That's what I was thinking. Like you could like, why put time and thought into what you're preparing for yourself? The The thing that I try to be cognizant of, like anyone I'm with, I'm like, just pick what you want to eat. <laughs> I'll find something there because you're going to appreciate it and enjoy it more than I am. So I don't want to sit there and, you know, pick the restaurant for anybody. Right. right. Do you know <laughs> how you got it? Especially COVID anyway. No, we couldn't fit. There's six of us that did in our circle and we tried. And Was that the of, Drew circle? No, they oh. were separate. So okay. it was myself, um, my daughter's mother, my daughter, a babysitter. There were six of us total. And... Um, I had shut the studio down for two weeks before Christmas anyway, because we didn't even actually like the three weeks. We didn't want to work during the holidays because everything was getting so bad. Mm -hmm. So we banked a bunch of episodes ahead. I know it didn't come from here, but my doctor's like, stop, just stop trying to do that to yourself. He's like, because I'm telling you, Ryan, it could have been you. You could have turned a corner in a grocery store after someone sneezed Mm -hmm. 20 seconds before you were in there and you got your mask on, but it got in your eyes or you could have touched something. He's like, there's no way to figure this out if you can't figure it out directly with one another. Right. And he's like, so don't drive yourself crazy. Just get through it. And thank God all of us did. I mean, I, I was way worse after the first shot than, than even having Corona. I, after the first shot, I got a hundred degree fever, mm. sweats, chills, diarrhea, muscle, lifting my leg up hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get any of that with Corona. I lost smell and taste and I had a head cold for a couple weeks. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's so it. interesting. But, that- but I, I will say, Allison, sorry. I am, okay. I am super tired. I'm still super fucking tired all the time. And you think- I wake up strong and then midday, little after, I'm just like, God, I'm wiped. And that's from COVID as opposed I to believe, from the shot. Yeah. 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 I'm called a long hauler or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, that'd be amazing if your sense of smell comes back. God, I hope so. After that shot. And then you discover like your house just reeks. And you That's what no I one. tell everybody. Like I tell my <laughs> daughter, I'm like, does the trash stink? You got to tell me if the trash stinks. Like it's been like this for a while. She's like, dad, that trash stinks. I'm like, just tell me. <laughs> I, um, I also wonder what the first thing I'm going to smell is mm-hmm. when it comes back. Like I wonder if it's going to be someone's. You know, dirty fart on an airplane or what the <laughs> fuck it's going to be when it comes back. I know. Uh, oh, my gosh. All this stuff is a lot to deal with. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling depressed or struggling with relationships or having difficulty sleeping or meeting your goals, BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. A couple of my friends, both of whom are podcasters, are currently do they they are currently doing therapy through BetterHelp. It has helped them so much. And the thing that I think one of the things that is so great about BetterHelp in addition to just like you can be hooked up with a therapist quickly and it is hard to find good therapy right now. So BetterHelp is there to help you. But if you feel like the first therapist they match you with, if you don't feel like that's not a good match, you can change as many times as you want for free and they will get you to the right person. So don't don't think to yourself, oh, this is like a commitment. What if it's not right? Da, da, da. They've taken care of all that. Uh our listeners get 10% off their first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash best friend. Visit betterhelp.com slash best friend and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. I also want to tell you guys about Brooklinen. I sleep on Brooklinen sheets. I have a Brooklinen comforter and I have Brooklinen towels and Tony has Brooklinen towels as well. Uh, not sure about you, but I'm taking a rain check on spring cleaning this year. Freshen up for the season with comfort instead. That's what I'm all about. Sheets, towels, loungewear, and more from Brooklinen. And with their birthday sale happening this weekend, Brooklinen is offering site-wide savings on all things comfort for their biggest sale of the year. Uh, Brooklinen was founded by a husband and wife team who decided they could just cut out the middleman and sell you luxury stuff at affordable prices, ridiculously soft bedding. And they have over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. Get everything you need for a spring refresh during Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year. Shop the Brooklinen birthday sale starting this weekend. And if you're listening to this podcast after the sale ends, don't worry. You can still go to brooklinen.com and use promo code BFF to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. That's Brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code BFF to get $20 off any purchase of $100 or more. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay. And we're back. Um, so Ryan, what happened? So now you're doing honeydew. Explain to us the significance of honeydew, but also I'm curious what happened with crab feast. Okay. We'll start with crab feast just because that's the ending of something, and then we'll go to honeydew because that's the beginning of something. Perfect. So um the crab feast was uh it was Jay's Jay had just run his time mm-hmm. on it. We had done it for a little over seven years. And as I've said, that's longer than any relationship I've ever been in. Like it's, it was a successful professional marriage. Um, he had, you know, was ready to do something different and wanted to do that. So we finished up Crab Feast. And honestly, I didn't even know what I was going to do. 
Uh, but during the time of doing the crab feast, I mean, I grew so much as a person, a man, I became a father. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much that happened in that seven years. Um, and then ended up reconnecting with my mom Oh wow! after like 20 to 20. Yeah. So we reconnected. Um, and then I just started thinking about what my next podcast would be. And I didn't really know. And, you know, one of the things my family and I, we've always just laughed at our shit. You know, <laughs> it's just always been something and didn't realize how many people also uh, felt that way until we started podcasting and talking. And, um, you know, I'm sitting at this diner one night and I've told the story a, a bunch, but I, um, they bring me the fruit cup and I just eat everything but the honeydew because I just like, whatever, I don't eat the honeydew. And as I'm leaving, I see honeydew on all the tables <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's a, it's a perfectly good fruit that most people just don't fuck with. And I was like, oh, that's what you are. You're, you're a perfectly good person that's been thrown away time and time again. Mm. So decided to call it, <clears throat> excuse me, the honeydew for that reason. And then, I just want to sit and highlight your lowlights. I want to talk to people who've put the work in, who've been to therapy, who are continuing to still better themselves, but can take a step back and put a positive spin, you know, a really um, a, a light to that darkness that I just think it's amazing when people do that. So I do that. Um, and then also the honeydew with y'all is my Patreon. I do that with just the regular people out there. They send me these amazing stories. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've talked to so many people who've, uh, I talked to a guy who died and came back. I've talked to people who found out just very recently that their biological parent isn't their biological parent. Talked to people who've killed people in, you know, self-defense. At least they, they say. Still uh, though, that's something I, I always am curious. I'm took curious someone's about life. Yeah. Like how, mm -hmm. how you live with yourself after that. So it's been amazing. And I just charge five bucks a month. I don't do any levels or tiers. It's just a honeydew with y'all. And yeah, we do that. We I do both weekly. That's awesome. Um, so this is interesting because I thought personally, I do like honeydew. I get you and I, you know, I feel like see. we're, we're on, I feel like we're on a similar journey of like self-awareness therapy and introspection. But when it comes to fruit, we are night and we day. Are night and day, Allison. <laughs> but, <laughs> but a, okay. So I, but, but I remember I had Beth Stelling on the show and she had just done your show. And I was like, mm -hmm. what is the significance of the name? And she, I thought that it was honeydew is like something gross. Honeydew is the bad stuff in life. But what you're telling me is actually honeydew is a perfectly good fruit. What's wrong with it, right? They, it's just has, most people don't bother with it. Don't but that's, fuck with it. But you feel like you are honeydew? Yeah. Explain I am. that. I've been, I've been thrown away, left behind by my own mom, by my own family, uncles, aunts, cousins. Like it's all – I've always been someone that – was just easy to just be like, eh, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. oh, fuck them. Fuck those kids. Not just me, my brothers. I'm talking about us. Um, the Sicklers. So, you know, it's like, yeah, the Sicklerville up there. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, hey, let me grab these strawberries instead of this. Let me grab, let me go hang out with these people or these kids instead of these kids. Let me love this person instead of this person. It's not that honeydew is gross. It's that most people just look right past mm. it and forget about it as if it's nothing. My husband needs it's to It's the listen. treatment of the honeydew is right. really what it's all about. It's the way that fruit has been perceived and treated mm -hmm. by 
yeah. people in that in that world. Yes. My um my husband needs to listen to your show because I think he would identify so strongly or relate so strongly to what you're saying. Because I think he has felt in his because his he has felt in his life that he's uh the honeydew. So okay, two questions. One. And I'm going to ask both so I don't forget. Um, what happened with the extended, with the aunts and the uncles and, and the extended, you know, family? And then two, as a self-identifying honeydew, how do you, do you have anger about that? And if not, how do you not? I guess that's three questions. <laughs> okay. I got all the answers for you. Okay. So let's go the last two first. As a self-identifying honeydew, do I have anger? I've, yes. Yes. That is why I go to therapy also. Mm-hmm. Like I I do have a chip on my shoulder, but that chip on my shoulder is also who's made me what what I am today. You know, I'm very I've been very guarded for a long time and and I can I don't let people in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and then when I do, things don't work out or someone just wants to bail, whatever it is. So I've always had this this fear of people just leaving. Mm-hmm. And so my point is why even let them in? They're just going to fucking go anyway. Yeah. And you know, my father was everything. He dies when we're 16. He, we were already just living with him as a single dad. Cause my mom split. Mm-hmm. So you've got this anger that the, the good parent is dead. Uh, the one that wanted you, you've got this anger that this other one who's got this other opportunity to have you again, doesn't want mm-hmm. you, leaves you alone. We move in with our grandmother. She dies. So it's not just people treating you like shit. And le- they're leaving from death as well. Those people didn't want right. to go, but they died. They'd so rather be dead than be around you. Exactly. They were like, let me get the fuck away from these kids. We're bad luck. <laughs> so, um, you know, when a matriarch of a family or a patriarch dies, if you've ever experienced it, you really find out who the scumbags are and mm-hmm. the roaches come out of the woodwork and here they come for every penny that person did or didn't have, every piece of jewelry. And that's exactly what happened. And mm-hmm. we got cast aside for that. Um, and then that was it. Then at that point, I was just out on my own and off we go. So um that's what happened with them and that's why and that's all three i think i got all of them did i get them all i'm trying to remember what the first one was the first one was about what did the extended family aunts and uncles and stuff do oh right and then it was and and as yes do you have anger self-identifying on yes right Mm -hmm. um i try to work on my ego a lot mm -hmm. and i try to honestly say that my ego is only allowed to drive in the car with me like that's it four doors windows up (laughs) <laughs> you know, yelling at people in traffic or whatever, just because I do have anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also like to get it out. Yeah. You mentioned that you had reconnected with your mom. How's that going? Because when we last talked, again, a while ago, you had talked about having the realization that you can't forgive someone who isn't asking for forgiveness. Because I know that you were like, I'm going to I'm going to do the mature thing and I'm going to forgive her. And then like nothing really changed after that. And then you felt like a dumb, a dumb, dumb for, for putting, I think for putting yourself through that. So anyway, so from then to, to now what happened? So my daughter was uh, about two years old. And uh, at the time Jay and I were on a stand up tour for the podcast and we were going to be in Baltimore. Um, and I purposely, we planned like a Friday so I could just chill the weekend there. And, um, 
my younger brother's 40th birthday was coming up. So his wife hit me up. I was like, hey, I'd really like to do a surprise. Can you help me reach out to all your old friends from high school? I was like, sure. And at that point, I knew my mom was going to be there because she's had a relationship with my younger brother and his kids. So I had to be a mature person and be like, look, this lady's going to be there. My daughter's almost two. She hasn't reached out. She hasn't said anything. Mm -hmm. So I got there and uh, she came up to me. And she said, hi. And I said, hello. And I went and got my food first. That was good food. And um, I said, would you like to see a picture and some videos of your granddaughter? She's like, I would love that. I said, all right, hang on a second. So I went and sat next to her. And as soon as I opened my phone, she saw my daughter and she screamed, that's your face. And she just started bawling and lost it. And then I I just got chills. And I'm like, listen, let's get our shit together. This is his surprise for it. This isn't about us, you know? So I let her FaceTime her. Um, and then it was, can I get your phone number? And can I, and I'm, my mother didn't even have my phone. I was like, mm-hmm. let's just, here's my email. You know what I'm saying? Let's, <laughs> let's just start small. Cause at the time, I really did think you could FaceTime from email. I didn't think you needed to give somebody your number. And then I was wrong about that. So, um, Little by little, it started with FaceTimes and so she could see her and things like that. And then it was um, she was going to come visit with a girlfriend of hers whose daughter lives out here. Would you mind if I see you and you're out there? No, that's fine. Then it became, oh, that lady's not going to go visit her daughter now. How would you feel if I came Mm. and stayed with you? And I was like, you just you got to give me a minute here. Like, And a friend of mine, she asked me, she's like, when's the last time you slept under the same roof as your mom? And I was like, poof. That's a great, like 22, 25 years ago. Like it's insane. So I decided that um, my daughter's relationship with my mom wasn't really my business. You know, I, I, I figured, look, you know, you were a shitty mom. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a grandma. But if you're going to be a shitty grandma, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cover for you. You're going to hurt this little girl, your granddaughter. And I'm going to have to deal with it because you're not going to do anything. So that's the way that's going to be. If she wants a relationship with you, she can have it. I'm not going to stop that. Um, So she came out and stayed. And, you know, I've got 25 years of shit I want to say to this lady. And she's staying up late every night. And I could tell. She wanted to talk, but she wouldn't initiate. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I talked to a bunch of women in my life and I'm like, how do I play this? They're like, don't pounce on it right away. That could fuck up the whole weekend. Just wait to the ass. So I, I value the ladies in my life. I listen. They were right. Of course, they're ladies. So I took <laughs> their opinions and we ended up going to Disneyland. We went to Legoland in San Diego. And on the ride back, I knew my daughter would fall asleep. And I was like, this is where we can have a good two and a half hour conversation about the last 25 years. And I called her out on everything. Wow. I, I, I had a friend of mine, well, Jay Larson from mm-hmm. the Crab Feast, who regrets not getting the opportunity to have that conversation with his father before he passed. Mm-hmm. So I made sure, but I'd done so many years of therapy. I had all the questions. I had everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll say this, Allison, I didn't get everything I needed, or excuse me, I didn't get everything I wanted. But I did get what I needed out of that conversation. That's amazing. Yeah. How did how did she react? 
Uh, she wasn't surprised. I said, I can tell you, you seem like you've been sort of milling around later at night than usual. Wait. She's like, I have. And I was, I just put her on the spot. And I'm like, you know, as ever since a child, you made me be the adult. She's like, you're right. She said she heard me on a podcast. And I was like, I didn't even know what the, you knew what a podcast right. was. And she's like, I heard you. I think it was Christina's. Mm-hmm. And she said, I couldn't believe the woman you were talking about was me. And I'm like, how? How did you not? And she's like, I know you're telling the truth because I've heard you say it several times on different shows. But her whole thing is, I just don't remember it. Oh, and gosh. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to fight with someone. So I, I played into that and I let up. Mm-hmm. I said, well, do you remember this? I don't remember that. Do you remember this? I don't remember that. Do you remember going to court when I was 16 and telling a judge of the state of Maryland that you wanted your youngest son and you your middle son, eh, you, he could come if he wanted to, but you absolutely did not want me. And the judge was a woman, couldn't believe it, gives my dad child support or full custody and makes my mom pay him child support, right? right? And I'm like, do you remember that? And she's like, yeah, I remember that. I go, okay. Well, if you remember telling a judge that you didn't want me at 16, what the fuck would make you think that anything prior to that was okay and good? Right. You know, so stop with the bullshit. You don't remember. It's fine. You don't remember those specific incidents. But let me tell you something. Your kids do. That was a very valuable lesson for me. I walked her through every floor plan of every house we ever lived in. She's like, I can't believe you remember that. I go, exactly. I remember a lot. Just like my daughter's going to remember shit that I, you know, our kids are going to remember things that that they hold as value. And I'm like, I, I was just saying that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. So, um, yeah, it was a very valuable lesson for her. And then when we got home, I wasn't done. You know, I'm 43 year old. I'm, I'm 43 years old at the time. I'm a dad. I took her out on my balcony and I lit up a shitload of joints and smoked <laughs> weed right in that lady's face and asked every fucking question I still had all the way. And then she brought up naturally like cheating on my father. I said, you know what? Out of respect, I was just going to leave that alone. But hey, if you want to talk about it, great, because I would love to know about that. It was, it was, you know, it was the one therapy session all of these have been mm-hmm. building up to. You know what I mean? It's Does that am- make sense? It's amazing. It's amazing that she was amenable to having this conversation. It sounds like she didn't, you know, shut down or she get did. angry or storm out, which are all things she took that it. Yeah. And owned it. Has she been but- in therapy? Nah, she doesn't really go either. That's what I'm, it's so funny. Like I, I read this quote the other day that uh, people who are in therapy go to therapy because the people in their lives won't go to fucking therapy. Yes, I've heard and, that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure I didn't say it right, but it's the truth. Yeah. I'm in therapy because the people in my life won't go to fucking therapy. Right. And I'm learning how to be a better person and also deal with people that don't want to fucking improve themselves. But hey, your fucking new ass looks good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that anyone I know has a new ass. Right. Um, so I, um, you know, and now it's a lot of FaceTime and she gets to see her granddaughter. And But look, it's built for her. You know, my I, I do feel like if we lived close, she probably wouldn't come by all the time. Mm-hmm. She's invested in my younger brother. So this sort of long distance check in once in a while, send a really nice card or a present to my daughter. It, it's it's tailor made for her at this point in her life, and I'm okay with that. Right. That's that's um. I just think it's amazing. Usually, you don't get that kind of rekindling. I, I yes. Yeah. So that's she awesome. was like, "You're right. You're right. I I you're right. I did. You're right." And I was like, "Hmm. All right." 
Yeah, and I didn't go easy either. You know, I was it was emotional. A lot of it was emotional, some anger right. in there, but she sure. sat there politely and took it. That's great. Yeah. Let's do just me or everyone, because I believe you have a just me or everyone. Tony, let's hear the song. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Let's hear your just me or everyone. All right. So obviously we've all spent a lot of time with ourselves this last year, <laughs> and I've learned more about myself than I've ever cared to learn. And one of the things I can't stand that I do, and maybe it's just me, maybe it's everyone, I don't know, but I excessively gasp <laughs> over <laughs> bullshit. If a fucking cup falls over on the table, I find myself going, <gasps> And I'm like, it's so dramatic. What do you gasp? A child didn't just almost get hit by a car. You know what I mean? Like there's, I gasp. I can't stand it about myself. I go, <gasps> and I'm like, God damn it. Like, what is that? I can't stand it. I think I, I do that too. Because I know it's, that my husband will be like, what? What? Yeah. What? Right. Someone hears a gasp. They're expecting yeah. a what? I'm like, oh, I just dropped this straw right. on the floor. Like, and what do you think? But I'll I'm be not like, kidding. Oh, I almost dropped it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it didn't even happen. Yeah. I what what I have noticed is my 4-year-old sighs all the time and I'm like, did Daniel and I sigh all the time? I mean, just like ugh, ugh, like groaning and sighing. I don't know if he's just a tiny teenager or if he's imitating us. I'm not aware that we do this, but I am concerned that we must. So. I sigh a lot too. I do do that. Your kids will let you know the shit you Yes, do. yes. Your kids will definitely know, let you know. But gasping is something I called myself out. I was like, stop. I'm really actively <laughs> trying to shut the gasp down. Right. It's Tony, much. do you so gasp? Stupid. Not to my knowledge. And uh, yeah, I only got the dog here, so he's not letting me know if I do. <laughs> <laughs> you need a, someone to hold a mirror up to you. Um, I feel like you're not a gasper. I don't think so. No. I would never have said I was either until I started spending so much time by myself and then thought like, oh, God, get, what are you doing? <laughs> Step it up. Well, that is a very good just mirror everyone. Um, let's take some questions that listeners sent in on Patreon. Oh. And we also have a song for, me? for that for you. Okay. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been so uh, and again, I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, all sorts. You can submit questions for my guests. You can submit the carbohydrate that I will address you as on the Thursday show. You get a shout out from me. Uh, I do bonus episodes weekly. I do a Zoom party. And my newest perk just unveiled is if you are at the confidant level, so that's $10 or up, um, you can text me and I will text you back and I will, it's really more about you receive texts from, no, you know what? It's both. It's the back and forth. We can have a texting relationship and I've been doing it for like uh, five days or so now and it is very fun. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Joe Cooley says, when is the next installment of the Joey Diaz saga? Listening to you laugh at his insane life story is just as entertaining as the story itself. Uh, we just had him on probably a handful of weeks ago. So 
the the real answer is whenever he's available, he's now living in New Jersey. We got to set up times, time zone differences. We both have kids. So we'll get to it. I, I like to try to get one every couple months. Mm-hmm. Um. Whitney C. says, when does he feel his best, parentheses, interpret as you wish? Ooh, that's a really interesting. I think I feel my best. Um, all right, let me answer it this way. Professionally, I feel my best on stage. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care the, the amount of shit we've talked about today. When I would step on stage during all of that, and it's different. Podcasting, I, I'll be honest, there were times where I would find my mind wandering into not really listening to what this person has to say. And I'm over here thinking about my bullshit right mm-hmm. now, or they said something that triggered it, but stand up. I've always been, it didn't matter if it was 10 minutes, 30 or an hour. When I got off stage, I'm like, man, I didn't think about my problems once during that set. So I would say I feel my best professionally on stage. Um, personally, when I'm with my daughter, just mm-hmm. laughing and having fun and being completely stupid. And so like, I'm not, she's going to kill me for this. But the other night she's in the bathtub and she goes, dad, I walk back. She goes, look at my butt. And I'm like, what am I looking at? And all of a sudden she just farts. And I, <laughs> I just, all these bubbles come out and I can't smell it. I can't smell anything. I'm like, look, this perfect time. I laugh so fucking hard at that shit. I'm like, God damn. And I just, that's when I feel my best. I'm my most creative just as I'm drifting into deep sleep, that's when my mind clears and I start thinking of everything. And then I got to get up and put the shit in the phone and the recorder. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I would answer that question. Um, and Joy Whitbeck says, I just found his podcast and really like it already. I love his. Thank you, Joy. I love his approach of finding the highs and humor in the lows. Parentheses, shout out to the childish segment. Because on Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons, we do a segment called Highs and Lows. Um, has he ever encountered a story that was hard to do this with? Or is life really all about your perspective? Life's all about your perspective. Um, I've never encountered a story that. Look, first of all, I, I don't really um, I don't think it's best to have a guest who hasn't dealt with their trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly wouldn't want to be a trigger. Uh, Jeremiah Watkins cried for like a good 10 minutes. And we were like, your ass needs to get the fuck therapy. <laughs> Talk about that shit you were just talking about. Um, I've never dealt with a story that I found. I've certainly found them difficult to listen to and hear, but never um, not to be present or find some kind of maybe not humor in the story, but a way to spin humor about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be about what you're saying. You could spin it off over that way of like, what, you know? Um, So no, I, I, life is all about your perspective. And that's the look, the older I get with this positive mental journaling, I do like the more positive you think the better shit happens. The more negative you think, the negative happens. It's it. Fill your circle with good, positive people. I have a five-minute journal, and I started doing it, and then I, I'm such a lazy person that I was like, what if instead of writing it down, I just, when I first wake up, I think about the questions, and then now I do not. I do none of it. I need to return to it. <laughs> As I'm falling asleep, I'll just think about what, you know, what how or whatever I forget the at this point I forget the prompts but so you you do it every day yes every day this is my I'm on my third one right now and I it's already made a difference like I start calling myself my bullshit like hey bro better diet you mm-hmm. gotta have a better diet and I'll I'll all of a sudden I'll start eating better you know stop focusing so much on the negative and I'll be like you know what 
put that positive spin on that. Right. So it is all about your perspective for sure. I need to get, I need to get back to this five minute journal thing. Um, you said that you don't, it's better to have a guest that has dealt with their shit. How do you do a pre-interview or like how, what's your booking process? How do you find the, the right people for your show? Well, I mean, some people are recommended. Other people have put it out there in their art. So I know about them, whether it's through their books or their stand up or their albums or whatever. Um, and the process is literally don't tell me too much, but list the trauma you'd like to talk about. And it's funny. I, t- I say it. It hits different when you when you laundry list your trauma. I've had guests come in and go, man, I've lived it, but I've never wrote it down and mm-hmm. then looked at it back in a list and been like, man, I've been through some shit. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it hits it hits different when you really look back at that list. You know, my friend Carlotta, uh, who does the voiceover for the show, she and I go way back years and years and years ago. I've had her on a couple times and she introduced me to this quote that uh, it says, um, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's yeah. really powerful. And then your, I was curious, your studio, was your, did you have to move studios? Was it destroyed? Well, no. So I was originally with Tom and those guys out at YMH. And then when homeschool and everything started happening, I just couldn't get out there on, you know, certain days a week. Cause they, obviously their shows are, you know, monsters and they take precedent. I was like, I can't get here anymore. Um, So we moved in here to the Santa Monica music center. Our friend Lana owns this place. And, um, yeah, after the first day we were in here, the whole store got looted and you know, I had a gun pulled on me. It was oh my massive. God. It was mayhem out there. Mayhem out there. You had a gun pulled And we rebuilt pulled on you in like someone came in and pulled a gun on you? I'll tell you I'll quote what this guy said. He walked over and said, Get the fuck out of here, faggot, and he had a gun and I got hate crimed in the Black Lives Matter riots. <sighs> so that happened. <laughs> He walked right over and got my face and held it up like that. He did not point it at me. Mm-hmm. Anyone I've told is like, aren't you? We're held down on the street. Had a, I was like, that. Nah. He <laughs> walked over and showed it and displayed it prominently. Mm-hmm. Like, listen. And I was like, mm. I was like, I'm out of here. And that's when I finally left. After that, I'm, my life's not worth this shit. Was know? that traumatic or or scary? It was scary um, because. You know, I'm not kidding when I tell you there were 200, 300 people out there. It was crazy. It's like Mm -hmm. zombies. And you watch this angry crowd mob move up the street um, and they're just wrecking. They they don't even probably know who the – I guarantee you they're not even watching the trials right now. They didn't even know who George Floyd was. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, were they all black? No. The the generalization I can give you was young. Mm -hmm. They were – I saw plenty of blonde-haired white chicks driving cars. I saw plenty of young boys, girls, mid-20s, early-20s. I saw – we saw people that looked like grandmoms. And they were just – there to get whatever the fuck they could. We saw parents have their kids run out and grab shit and run back in. Mm. So it was um, it was eye opening. You know, we we support. Listen, Lon and I, we did a full episode about it. I did a post. I support the movement. I don't support that. Mm-hmm. And neither does the movement. You right. know, that wasn't they weren't the the good people went south to protest. This was an offshoot. That was out for destruction and they just came to do what they wanted to do. And they did. Um, and then the place was boarded up after the day. Like we had to set up equipment every time because you could easily just come right in the store. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, after getting the honeydew got honeydewed, you know, after we got, <laughs> after we got fucking set up, we had to start all over again. Right. Wow. Well, I'm glad everything's all, all up and running again. Thank you. Um, let's do, Hey, go fuck yourself. But my question is, I know you would like to meet my dog. Should we do that I on would. the episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if people, my dog is going to enter soon. Uh, if people would like to see her, youtube.com, I should have mentioned this at the top because you could have been watching this whole thing from the beginning. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Let's do, Hey, go fuck yourself. What's your dog's name again, Allison? It's Wendy. Wendy. You know how hard it's been to find one? It's really hard to find Cavaliers. No, I, I've been, every breeder in California has a wait list of at least a year. Um, wow. This one lady the other day is like, I can give you one, but it's $6,000. And I was like, I'm not trying to show the dog. I want a family member. I'm not right. trying to show this dog. Right. Give me give me your undersized, you know, week, whatever. We'll take the run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm about to fly somewhere and get one. Oh, really? I, I want to. I don't yeah. care where we go. I was on um, Burt Kreischer's podcast and he fucking, I had to tell Tom because he goes, hey, he's like, what kind of dog you want? And I say it and he goes, go to TomSegura.com. Tom flies private. You have a dog out there that Ryan's looking for. Give it to Tom. <laughs> I had to tell Tom, if someone hands you this dog, it's for us, bro. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hear uh, who you need to give the business to. All right, this was a new one mostly uh, uh, because of uh, what happened with the pandemic. But delivery drivers that put the fucking food right in front of my fucking door so I can't get the fuck out and get it. <laughs> yep, I'm with you there. I'm tired of you motherfuckers, all right? You put it right there. I can't – You, it's, it's small enough that it's wedging my door. I can't get out the damn screen door to get the food. And get the shit. So, uh, you know, delivery drivers who put packages and or food in front of our doors so that we can't get out of our damn houses where we've been fucking trapped for a year. You know what y'all can do? Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. That was amazing. Yes, I agree (laughs) with you. Okay. My dog has entered. Let's hear. We have a special song we play. I haven't played in ages, but I think it's appropriate. Tony, could you let us have it? I do believe I heard the door. It's something I will not ignore. There's someone I am waiting for, and I believe they're here. It's time to do an interview with me and them and all of you. So don't you ever fear. Because my guest is here. Because my guest is here. I hope that they don't go away while I'm on my way over this. Enjoy the show. Won't you give a cheer? Because my guest is here. Because my guest is here. So this is Wendy. I can't quite tell if uh let me go to this for I a second. <laughs> oh, oh, Wendy. Yeah, let me lift her up. Okay, Wendy. I know. How old's Wendy now? Wendy's gonna be seven. Okay. Yeah, right. so she's gonna be seven in May. And the Aww. thing about Cavaliers is they don't they don't live all that long. So. I know. Yeah, I've been reading a ton about them. But if anybody's got a puppy out there, female, is it Blenheim? Is that how you say Blenheim. Blenheim. It's spelled like Blenheim, but you pronounce it Blenheim. Blenheim. Okay, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. 
Little Wendy. I hope you find one. They're very, too, they're the sweetest dogs. I'm not having any more kids and I just want something else to love. And I told my daughter, like, look, man, you can't have friends anymore, so you can get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know it was going to take a fucking year to find one. I know. Um, Everyone got, we went to the rescue. Everyone got dogs during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah, I think a lot of just, older, right. they, they, part, they paired up a lot of uh, senior citizens, things like that, which is smart. But I got a feeling a lot of those dogs are going to be available again, too. You know? Yeah, that's true. I know. I was thinking, like, what about, I mean, I don't know if you want to do this, but I don't even know if you could find, like, a Cavalier mix or something. Because that might yeah, even be I healthier mean, than the pure, a purebred true. Cavalier. But I don't even yeah, know like that. The you, Cavapoos. They have yeah, Cavapoos. or like Cavachon or something. Yeah. Um, Ryan Sickler, it has been so nice having you on the show. Please Thank you for having me. tell, oh, I think. Wendy, or do you want down? Oh, okay. Oh, All right, Wendy. Wendy. Here we go. Okay. Wendy has exited. And now there's <laughs> <laughs> now there's fur on my lips. Okay. They do shed like crazy though. Yeah, that's okay. Um, tell everyone where they can find you, what they should look out for, etc. All right. Uh, Ryan Sickler on all social media. My website's ryansickler.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, youtube.com r sickler that's where um, i release the honeydew you get audio every monday uh video comes out on tuesdays and then every thursday is the honeydew with y'all my patreon it's five bucks um and i'm going to extend the offer to you you don't have to be a member of my patreon if you or someone you know out there has that story that just has to be heard please submit it to me at honeydewpodcast at gmail.com and Hopefully, we'll get to do a story together, an episode together. If they want to sign up for your Patreon, what's the URL? God, it's a great question. Uh, just go to uh, ryansickler.com. It's all on <laughs> It's either R. Sickler or Ryan right. Sickler. That's a great question. I have to go here, wait here. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I have it right here on my little Patreon app. Let's see. wonder what it is. I can't remember what's Venmo and what everything else is. Let's see. It's probably either Honeydew or Ryan Sickler. Hmm. I don't even see it. Where the hell would I see it? Oh, well. Just go to Patreon and search Ryan Sickler. And then if it doesn't come up, search Honeydew. Yeah. yeah. I'll link to it. You know what? I'll link to it You're the best. in the episode Where? summary. Um, listen, if you like what you're hearing, which I hope you do, <laughs> tell a friend, click, rate, Subscribe. Fuck. What are the three things, Tony? Rate, download, rate, subscribe. Rate, review, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. As if people who are listening don't know how to do this stuff. <laughs> uh, like uh, sometimes I wonder, like, what am I reminding them of exactly? But anyway, the point is, all that stuff helps out the show, and especially, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Five stars is my favorite number. Um, I have uh, been spending a lot of time curating my Amazon list. I'm an Amazon influencer. I don't. You might not Whoa. know from just yeah. You've been talking to an Amazon influencer. Whoa! You didn't even know. Wait I the end, so huh? go to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/Allison Rosen. Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/Allison Rosen, and you can see the podcasting gear that I use, the makeup that I wear, skincare stuff, home stuff, stuff for the kids. I've got Daniel's list where I put embarrassing items that he really does use, like Beano saline spray. Breathe right strips. I'm trying to remember all the ones. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to add that five-minute journal 
since I'm determined to use it again. That's where I got it. Yeah, it's great. Um, and, uh, I, and I mentioned I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Alison Rosen. I'm on Cameo, YouTube. Oh my God. I read something that said that like you should really only do one or two calls to action because otherwise it's just like too much. And I have like my nine things that I tell people about, but you know, that's how I do. Tony, what about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And I've been forgetting to plug this. Uh, there is a new Don't Stop or We'll Die record that is a collection of songs from the Song a Week podcast we've been doing. The record's called Bloom of the Goji. So, uh, and that's anywhere you stream music. So, uh, check that out with past and, uh, future guests, Paul that's Rust right. and Michael Cassidy. They're coming back. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you so much. It was so good talking to you. Thank you, Allison. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to get you on the honeydew. I can't wait to come back. I mean, or be on for the first time, as the case may be. (laughs) Come on. I want to come on. Um, Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we got to go. 